0: Good afternoon. This is Chickie Fitzgerald with the Executive Girlfriends Group. It is Friday, October 28th, and it is my pleasure to welcome Molly Morgan. And Molly is the author of a book called The Skinny Rules, The 101 Secrets That Every Skinny Girl Knows. Molly, I was reading your introduction today, and and I want to dive into that. But first, why don't you give us a little bit of your personal background?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the call. I'm really excited to talk, and it sounds like we've got a great group, and I'm sure more will be joining in. I am a registered dietitian, and I'm also a board-certified sports specialist dietitian, and my whole focus is to help people live healthier lives, and when I had the opportunity to write this book, I It was a really neat part of my life And Chickie, you were mentioning in the introduction So I thought we would jump right into that yes um, And the long story short is I was actually about seven months pregnant With our now second son And, you know, whatever you want to define skinny as If you've been seven months pregnant It's really kind of the furthest thing from <laughs> what that means so it, uh, when the agent contacted me about putting together a proposal around the skinny rules, I had to really step back and think about it. And I believe it's really the point in my life that helps me craft how I put the book together. It's certainly not a diet book, but it's very lifestyle-focused. And although it looks very girly, it is applicable for men as well. So the rules aren't exclusive just to women. And I really think it's that point in my life that allowed me to have the intense focus throughout the book on that skinny isn't just the size pants you wear or the number on the scale, but it's really driven by the type of lifestyle that you lead.
0: Right, and I I thought that that was a really good way to kick uh, off both the call and the book because you talk about how there can be people that while they look skinny, um, their lifestyle actually is filled with garbage food and smoking and inactivity um you know on a small frame, and that that doesn 't mean that they 're living the right kind of a skinny life and that the skinny life really is living a healthy and active life rather than defining uh that just by the size of clothes you wear. Now, you, it's funny that you mention that the book would appeal to men. It actually has the word skinny on its side with a bikini top and bottom uh hanging from the s and the y, which I think is is very clever and should attract men.
2: <laughs>
0: so <laughs> So uh, I'm glad to hear that you wrote it really for both sexes because that, that was going to be my next question because we normally want to know not only what got you to the point of writing the book, but but who did you really write it for? Mm-hmm. And um, I'll
1: take the other kind of side note and I hear a and lot Molly, of Molly, you...
0: can I get you to speak a little bit more directly into your your mic if you're on a headset? Uh, you sound a little yeah. bit far away. Is that better? Much better. Okay
1: um just a little headset adjustment there sorry about that but i think good. the other important important thing chiki to and and everybody listening in is that um you know man or woman no matter what part of your your life you're in every phase of life i think presents different challenges um whether it's a hormonal phase in your life and that challenge is going on or if you have young children in your life and you have those kind of come complicated pieces. So I think that's the other thing is that the book's not really written for any one particular age age range. It's really hopefully to help people wherever they're at in their life take the 101 rules and adapt them to really help them meet their own personal goals.
2: hmm
0: you know one of the things that I love about the book uh well first of all it is the book is skinny uh the book is i mean not not skinny in thickness but but it is the kind of book that you could actually throw in a in a bag or in your purse because it is not the the full width of a normal book um The other thing is it's organized into you know she's got all of the hundred and one rules but they're organized into groupings. And the first one are surprising skinny rules. And, Molly, I'd love to hear kind of your favorites out of those. I know we don't have time to go through all of the rules today. But if you could pick out two or three of these, which ones are the ones that can make the biggest difference? I'll give my
1: top two. And the first is actually rule number one, and it's believe you can be skinny and, again, focusing on the lifestyle that you're leading. The reason I think that's so important is because, as with many things in life, whether it's to do with your career or other things, is a lot of times it has to be a mind over matter and believing that you can meet your goals, you can make it happen, regardless of all the other factors that might be going on around you. I think that is the first step in really kind of Redefining, you know, health and fitness and wellness for your own personal self. So that's my my one of my personal favorites. And um, then the other one is actually uh, Skinny Rule Number Fifteen. It's called Watch Your B.L.T.s, which stands for Bites, Licks, and Tastes. <laughs> and so the book came out in April of this year. So I've had the opportunity to hear back from a lot of readers and people from all over the country. And actually that rule number 15 is one I've most frequently been told that has really helped people curb some behaviors they didn't even necessarily realize that were happening. And, um, you know, it's that, oh, I'll have just one taste of this or one extra bite. So every, say, 15, 20 calories that those little tastes and bites may equal really can pile up throughout the course of a day, the course of a week, the course of a month, and may be a factor in helping you meet your number goals as far as weight loss.
0: Well, exactly, and I, I remember uh, just earlier this week I uh, I had to pick up my kids from school. My husband normally does that for me, but uh, I had kid duty. So I had to pick up my son, and then my daughter has um, – track practice she joined the track team and so we were trying to burn up time in between those uh, two events and so he wanted to go to mcdonald's and ordered a 20-piece chicken nugget pack and of course i started reaching over and you know having just one well i had way more than just one but then he goes and he gets the nutrition information (laughs) Starts reading to me how many calories everything has in it, and I mean, I just wanted to crawl under the table because here is my eleven-year-old son <laughs> telling me all of this. But yeah, they can kill you. <laughs> so uh, moving on to the next uh, category is is really all about fitness, and I think I think most of us know that uh, you know there there's no secret. the role that movement plays so why don't you tell us your favorites on that front
1: my favorite rule in the fitness section is actually
0: Uh, molly i think we we lost you can i hear everybody else
1: oh i'm back
0: oh you're back okay
1: sorry about that
0: okay Um, we didn't hear any of that so why don't you start over
1: My two favorite rules from this section actually kind of piggyback off each other, and it's sneak it in and do it at home, rule number 24 and 25. And what those are all about is I feel like sometimes I talk to people and they're like, oh, well, I'm just too busy to get to the gym, which is kind of the reason behind them not meeting their fitness goals. And that's why, you know, the main purpose behind these is you don't need to be at a gym, you don't need big, fancy equipment to be fit. And sneaking in exercise, whether you can grab a 10-minute walk in between appointments, um, if you can, you know, sneaking it in-wise, and this is kind of embarrassing, but I'll tell the story anyhow. When I blow-dry my hair, I do leg lunges. And I know this sounds a bit insane, but it's a good 5 to 10 minutes every single day while I blow-dry my hair sneaking it in. Um, so little extra bits of exercise go a long way. And if you can find ways to exercise at home, I think personally I find this, and I know many other women and men who feel the same, is that it can help you more frequently to get that workout in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I I have been surprised to see, and I don't normally go on, on the channels, uh, you know, the channel numbers where all of the fitness shows are, but if you have tivo uh you know or or some way to record uh what's on cable um, you know, you can record up to a week's worth of shows and, and just work out in front of the TV, at, you know, on one of those shows. Now, I mean, the key is not having your kids delete that if you have kids around the house or, or husbands replacing the shows with their favorites. But uh, uh, you're you're so right because uh, I know a lot of people have been challenged financially, and where they might have had a gym membership, uh, you know, they just haven't been able to afford Uh, you know, reinstating that, that there have been other things that have had higher priorities. Yeah, and I
1: think the other thing to go along with the at-home piece, I myself am a fitness DVD junkie, and I like having the discs around because, you know, maybe your kids did delete every show you had (laughs) saved on your TiVo or DVR or whatever you call it. But um, DVDs are a nice way that you can kind of switch up your workout routine, have someone guide you through exercises, and especially if you're trying something new that you're not familiar with, like maybe yoga, if you've never done that before, a DVD is a great way to start because you're in the privacy of your own home. You're not in a class where maybe you would or wouldn't feel comfortable trying different things in front of, you know, strangers or friends or whatever. So that's the other thing that I think is really nice about them as well.
0: Well, and I know we're going to talk about fashion later, but I know that every time I want to get serious about working out, that I have to have the right clothes. And if I don't put, you know, and and even if it's working out at home in front of the TV, I need comfy you know really good workout clothes and if i don't put that on first thing in the morning if i you know if i do something else or i go to my computer it's all over for me so is there anything and and i i didn't see whether there was a specific tip about that but i don't know if anybody else struggles with that but that that's a struggle for me i think about i need to have the clothes sure i'm not talking about you know looking good at the club i'm talking about something that really works for working out
1: Yeah, um, there is a rule that touches on that a bit. It's skinny rule number 29, and it's investing in yourself. And I really do think, you know, um, it's kind of like one of those, if you don't have the right winter jacket and you go outside, you're just frozen like a popsicle. Or if you're down in Florida and you don't have the right clothing, you're just going to be way overheated. And when it comes to fitness, it's so important, even right down to having comfortable socks that, you know, kind of wick the water away, Um, you know, keep the moisture down. It will prevent blisters. Anything you can do to invest in yourself to make you more comfortable, more apt to work out. And like you said, you're not talking about just looking good for when you get there. It's to be comfortable and, let's face it, if you don't have the right stuff on, it definitely makes it more difficult.
0: Right. And I know sometimes for me I'll I'll just I'll grab shorts, but then I'm staring at my thighs, which uh discourages me. So
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, well thank you for that. So let's let's get on to kind of the heart of the matter and and, and that's food and cooking. So I, I don't know if you want to combine those or you want to talk about them separately, but, but let's talk about that.
1: Sure. Um well let's combine them at first because they kinda of go hand in hand. And one of the first things is, let's just say cooking at home is the way to go. (laughs) And Uh that means keeping food in your cupboards. Um, I do talk about in several sections how to eat healthier when you're out and about or um, on the road. And the reason I say that eating at home is the way to go is because it's really the best way to have control over what you're putting in your body. When you're at a restaurant, you can often look up the nutrition facts for what's being served, but you're never quite 100% sure what's happened from the time your food was prepared, right, and what might have gone into that. So I really love cooking at home for that, plus just the simple act of cooking, although I guess it's not really always that simple, burns (laughs) up calories, the whole, you know, being on your feet in the kitchen, eating at the table if you have um, family around. And if you can't do it every night, um, some things that works, I think, really well for busy women and and not only women but men especially is cooking larger meals when you do have time to cook and then freeze them so that can become a second meal at a later date. You can use them as leftovers later on in the week if you're, you know, into that but cooking at home is so important, and um, one of the ways to really help make that happen, too, is in Skinny Rule number 64 is stock up your kitchen with some must-have tools. And, you know, we were talking about equipment and comfortable clothing as to right. do with fitness. And with food, there's definitely some things that you can keep in your kitchen to make healthy eating um you know, really go along much easier. So do you want me to go through a couple of
0: those, Chickie? Yeah, I would love that because, uh, you know, again, just laying the foundation for this uh, can often be what you need to to get you on the right path. Sure.
1: Um, One of the simple things, and it's a, a personal favorite of mine, but it's a mini food processor because most kitchens seem to have the big giant one, but unless you have it at a place that's easy accessible, easily accessible, it may be collecting dust. (laughs) So you can get a mini one and a half cup that you can just quickly grab out of your cupboard. It's perfect to chop up onions, peppers, any kind of um, vegetable or even fruit and uh, that's a really uh, easy one to add, not too expensive. Um, It won't break the bank. Another is a garlic press because peeling garlic is just a sticky mess and having a garlic press um, where you press the clove of garlic in to remove the skin is another simple way to add great flavor to your food without, you know, um, many calories coming in from it. And then another favorite one, which is actually not in the book, but you've got to have a good knife to work with because mm-hmm. if you don't have a good knife that's nice and sharp, um, it just it makes everything a little bit more um, painful. <laughs> So those are a few of my favorites. Um, And I don't know if you have any personal favorites, Chickie, that you want to share. Well, one of
0: the things I'd I'd like to have you weigh in on uh, is actually the whole topic of eating meat versus focusing on, you know, fish and and chicken and, and other poultry.
1: Sure. Meat meaning like red meat? Yes. Okay. So in general... Red meat is nutrient-rich. It has iron. And when you choose the right cuts of red meat, it can actually be very lean. So when you're buying ground beef, look for 90% ground beef, uh, lean ground beef. Or if you get a steak, you want to choose one that's not as marbled with the white because that's the fat and trim mm-hmm. off visible fat. Even somebody following a heart-healthy diet can really have red meat even two times a week or more Um, but choosing the right types is crucial. And I think the the key piece, as with any food, it's all about balance. So, you know, red meat every night of the week or chicken every night of the week isn't necessarily the best uh, formula to follow. And another thing, and this is a, a tip not in the book, but something I encourage people to do, is try to have one night of a meatless meal per week. So... You don't have to necessarily go 100% vegetarian, but it's a great way to cut down on calories, switch up what you're doing, maybe try some new recipes. And there's this whole initiative, I don't know if you've heard about it, called Meatless Mondays, uh, where mm-hmm. every Monday try to have a meatless meal. But any day yeah. of
0: the week. We oh, work my, my daughter would be so happy if we did that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I mean, she's talking about chicken and fish, too. She she just wants completely meatless, but she's not prepared She's 13, and she just hasn't understood what it would would take to be a a true vegetarian because she doesn't like a broad enough uh, number of things.
1: Oh, and that, you're right, that's so important. They've got to be able to like beans and
0: legumes
1: and tofu um, to go purely vegetarian so you get ample protein still in the eating routine.
0: Exactly. So let's uh, shift gears a little bit. Uh, I live in a neighborhood where Halloween is like an enormous holiday, and our neighbors are having a big party tomorrow night, and they've got a haunted house and the whole thing. And so we've got to deal with a party. And you've got a whole chapter, not only on parties, but the other thing that's near and dear to everyone's heart on this call, and several people mentioned it at the beginning, is travel. And I just got back from a week in the south of France, and I can tell you that that largely contributed to the fact that my jeans are very tight today. (laughs) Uh,
1: I travel a lot for what I do. In fact, I don't think I've been home a full week since uh, Labor Day. So with that said, I fully understand the complexity that comes along with traveling. And one of my biggest tips is to um, bring it with you. Or what I mean by that is snack foods, some kind of go-to things, because that can become a little tricky when you're out and about. And when you're bringing it with you, it, um, it's skinny rule number 77, actually. The other thing you can do is if you're trying to travel light, go to the grocery store when you get in town and stock up in your hotel room on some items that can kind of be your go-to to take your edge off the hunger so at meal times you're not starving and then you might make choices that you know aren't the best um, so that's definitely one of my biggest tips something i do all the time my coworkers that uh, travel with me always love it because i pack them little bags of fruit and fruit and nut bars <laughs> right.
2: um,
1: the other piece though in terms of you mentioned parties and One thing, and it's skinny rule number 71, and people might scratch their head when they first see the title, and I can explain it, but going to a party full. And you might think, okay, well, how in the world is that going to work? Well, what happens is if you, say, deprive yourself all day, because you know you might be tempted with lots of things in the evening or at the party, what winds up happening is you're just setting yourself up to overeat. Or if you have a snack, if you take the edge off your hunger before you arrive at the party, it tends to allow you to better sort through the array of delicious and wonderful things and narrow in on the few things that you really love. Um, so that's, you know, definitely a thing that people can do easily. And uh, before you hit that Halloween party, I encourage you to try to try to do that as well.
0: Well that's a a really really great suggestion. Um so let's talk a little bit about eating out because you you did mention that uh, a little bit. And and I'll tell you the one that was the the tip that was the most surprising actually is in surprising skinny rules where you say to eat in a fast food restaurant instead of a sit down restaurant. I know, crazy, right?
2: It, well, is.
0: I'll tell you it, it is. Cause we, we, it is because we we you know everybody who watched the the awful uh, movie about the guy who ate McDonald's for 30 days or whatever you know uh, would just be crazed by that suggestion. So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Sure, I'll give the the quick example of if you get a classic cheeseburger from a fast food restaurant. I'm just talking the plain old classic cheeseburger. It weighs in at about 300 calories. At a sit-down restaurant, it can be about 900 to 1,000 calories. Now, this is all to do with portion size, right? And you right. could probably, if I have all the listeners, and um, if you stop and think for a second, okay, smaller burger, fast food restaurant, you drive through, okay, I get the size. And then the you know the big one I'm talking about that you get at a sit-down oh, yeah. restaurant. Now, here's the thing. Fast food versus sit-down the whole reason why I say the fast food, it's about calories. Um, for example, a grilled chicken salad at a fast food place, about 490 calories. Sit down restaurant, 700 calories. Now, if you go to a sit down restaurant, the message is you've got to watch the portion because they're certainly giving you way more than what one portion is is worth. The other piece is um, at a fast food restaurant versus sit down is, you really, no matter where you're dining, is you need to customize your order. So ask for no sauces on, on something like a salad or a sandwich so you can control how much is put on. And those simple little flops really add up to big calories at the end of the day and over time can help make a difference.
0: All right, so let's move on to the fashion that we're all going to be ready for when we uh, adopt the first 91 of the rules. So uh, let's move into the skinny fashion rules. Sure. Now,
1: I will preface our discussion on this section as I am not a fashion expert. I'm a registered dietitian. (laughs) So I enlisted the support of fashion experts from the Fashion Institute of Technology and from all over the country to help write this. One of my favorite rules um, is rule number 92, and I don't think I've put on a pair of khakis since I wrote this rule. And the reason is if you are wanting to kind of go for a slimming overall look, you want to wear darker colors on the bottom. It doesn't have to be black, but darker hues, dark purple, dark blue, dark brown can create the same kind of illusion along the lines of denim, too, choosing the darker washes. Because khaki and white and that kind of lighter color pant really draws attention to the bottom half of the body, Um, doesn't necessarily help to slim down the look. And uh, I think it's a really important rule for, for people to follow, no matter what your size is. And it doesn't mean you can't ever wear white or khaki again, but really think about when you're putting it on, um, you know the kind of optical illusion that you're drawing attention to your to your lower half of the body,
0: right? Right, and not well, that that's a
1: trouble area for all, but
0: uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, very, very true. And uh, and you know you you talk about jeans, and and uh, one of the skinny rules is to find your skinny jeans.
1: mm I don't own a pair of you know the if you went into any store, what's called the skinny jeans. They're just not meant for me. And I think that's another key thing, and it's skinny rule number 93. And when I've worked with clients of all different ages, you know, when you transition from your 20s to your 30s, from your 30s to your 40s, 40s to your 50s, your body changes, and it should change. And you have to, and as George Simonton, who is an FIT a professor, said, uh, quote, unquote, is you must, bottom line, take a cold, hard look at yourself. And um, I'll share an example of a client that I've worked with who she she was at her goals, and she had this photo taken of her, and she said, oh, my gosh, look, at this is horrific, this right here in this area. And I said, well, hold on a second maybe it's not that we need to look at losing more weight, but you need to look at maybe that style shirt isn't right for you anymore. And, um, you know, it's kind of a hard reality. Um, I myself, I'm 33 years old, and I certainly don't wear what I do now that I did when I was in my young 20s. Um, You know, I have two children, and you just need to kind of readjust for what's right for you, I guess is where I'm going with this. And um, I think that's important, not only with career and work-related clothing, but also what you're going to wear, you know, out to dinner on a Friday night with friends or, or your family.
0: Right, and I, I would definitely echo that. When I when I turned 50, one of the gifts I gave myself was a session with a uh, someone who came and went through everything, not only in my closet, but she went through all of my undergarments, um, my jewelry, everything, and then she took me shopping uh, to buy some just basic foundational pieces. And she took me to Nordstrom's, and at the time I could afford it, so it, it was okay with me. But we spent a thousand dollars and bought the most amazing set of things that I never in a million years could have gotten for that amount of money on my own. Uh, she had the relationships, you know, as a professional shopper. You know, we got free lunch at the North, Nordstrom's restaurant, and and just, um, but the the most important thing was that she dispassionately had me try on everything I owned, and said, you know, this is too worn, you know, you you should you know throw it away, give it away, and and we had a throwaway pile and a giveaway pile, and 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 uh, then you know I ended up with my closet being just really pristine with the things that I loved and that looked great on me. And while it cost me a couple of hundred dollars to do that with her, and if I hadn't been able to afford the shopping expedition, I mean, clear, clearly we could have done something else. Or now that Nordstrom Rack is around, we could have gone gone there. And uh, But my favorite purchase of the whole thing was, um, and in fact I did this at Nordstrom Rack because they were $120 at Nordstrom's, um, a jean a called Not Your Daughter's Blue Jeans
2: are not your daughter's
0: jeans and and they sell them at Dillard's and and some of the other I I suppose Macy's and a, some of the other department stores but they are the most comfortable jeans I've ever owned and they do look good and I'm I am a big woman I'm tall and I'm I'm uh, I am not uh petite whatsoever and, uh, you know, and I feel thin in them. And, you know, I have had to take them in to get the waist cinched a little bit because I have a smaller waist and really big hips. But uh, I would also say finding a tailor, um, you know, who will take things in uh, in the places where, you know, they should be taken in and don't wear everything so, so very baggy. Because I, I think that that kind of puts you further into the spiral where you're covering covering everything up, hoping nobody will notice how big you are. So, yeah, Absolutely. Um,
1: And I think if I can just uh, piggyback on what you were saying, one other tip I'd love to get is not to dwell on your figure flaws. Um, You can, like you said, with a little professional help or even looking in magazines, I love how now they say, you know, for this figure try this dress, for this figure try this cut, is, you know, accentuate the positive. You can camouflage the negative and, um, you know, develop a relationship with a tailor who can, really make those pants fit just right on you um whether you buy a little bigger size to fit one area and get it taken in where you need it um and that's i think key you don't want pulling or um you know puckering going on
0: <laughs> right and you know i mean i think the other thing is and, and again whether whether you're small and and a, a, i know a few pounds overweight can can mean a lot even when you're uh, you know, when somebody else would look at you and think that you're skinny. But, you know, being comfortable, I think, is, is another real key. It is First of all, it's a good signal that you're doing things right because if your clothes are comfortable, um, you know, you're you're probably not putting on those extra pounds. But, uh, you know, dressing comfortably, I think, is a, a a big part. And we talked about it with working out. But I think just, you know, in life and making sure that you're not pouring yourself into something that doesn't fit because you, you can't bear being the next size up. So, um, so what, Molly? If if there were one thing that you would give us in conclusion, uh, you've given us so many practical tips, and I've got to tell you guys, uh, you know, these are all uh, incredibly practical. And and Molly gives us a story uh, along with each one of them to make it, uh, you know, a, a little more personal in thinking about the challenges that other people have had. But but what is what is the one thing that you would leave with our our listeners? Um,
1: my, my last thing to leave is skinny rule number five, and it's getting on the scale. And I have this cartoon, and I'll just explain to everybody what it looks like. It's this these two women um, staring at a scale saying, and the quote along the bottom is, I can't bear to get on it. The thing makes me cry. And it's kind of like, and I've heard people give this with financial advice, it's similar, is you've got to know where you're at. Um, whether it's, you know, your bank account, your scale for your weight. And when you start getting on the scale most every day is you learn the natural fluctuations in your weight because we do have fluctuations. Um, Women, it's about three pounds. Men, it can be as much as five pounds. And you start to really learn, especially for women, maybe different times of the month. Your numbers do something different. And it teaches you about those numbers, and it helps you pick up if the numbers are creeping up before you get to that annual checkup with your doctor and go, oh, my gosh, where did these six pounds come from next year? It's two pounds, and that's how I think over time it can creep up so quickly. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but get on it, know your numbers, and uh, don't let it become a point of obsession or how your day you know goes, but use it as a tool to help keep yourself um you know meeting your goals and and in check as you move through life.
0: <laughs> well Molly, I really, really appreciate it. And I know that uh, you know, women of all shapes and sizes and ages uh, you know, struggle with this and uh you know, I think the whole goal of being healthy. I think uh, you know, those of us who who had kids later in life and, and uh you know want to make sure that we're we're still around, um, you know, having the health goal I think is is so, so important. So I I appreciate uh you sharing time with us and uh just sharing all of these amazing uh tips. Again, the book is the skinny rules, the 101 Secrets Every Skinny Girl Knows. The author is Molly Morgan. Molly, can you tell us how uh, people can best reach you? Our our Executive Girlfriends group members will be able to access your profile uh, on the egg system, but a lot of times we have people who aren't egg members who listen. So can you give us a, a tip about how you want them to reach you? Sure. My website
1: is molly, M-O-L-L-Y, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, rd.com and there's a form on there where you can actually sign up for a free newsletter that I send out monthly as well as a form that comes directly to me with any questions or or input that you might have. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. It's just Molly Morgan RD and I think last but not least I love to hear from people. Um, in fact I just got a really cool Facebook message today from a woman who Picked up a copy of the Skinny Rules this summer and has lost 35 pounds because oh, of you know, so great. implementing things from the book. So I love, love, love to hear what works for people, what doesn't work for people, and um really happy to, to listen to what um, other listeners today might have to say. The other fun thing, just as a side note, um, coming up, you can, of course, pick up the book between now and then, but um, the book I just found out yesterday is going to be in Target and Walmart. Uh, for the upcoming uh, New Year season, so to speak. Oh, um, wonderful. You can check those stores, but also you can get it, hopefully, wherever books are sold at your bookstores. Um, as well as online and for you exactly. Well, books. the
0: book is actually on the Executive Girlfriends Group bookstore. Uh, we have our own oh, uh, Amazon-powered mm-hmm. website. So uh, for those who are members, well, actually for those who aren't members, it, it's there too. But I, I have to tell you one funny story before we go. And that sure. is uh, I did actually try to find you on, on Facebook this morning because I, I – uh, typically post the link to the book site and you know talk about uh the fact that that you're going to be a guest and uh so i looked for you and when you type in molly morgan the first person to come up is like really really super overweight <laughs> and i oh, thought goodness. oh lord this can't be her <laughs> and i hadn't turned the book over to see your face so i i couldn't match it up but uh now i'll go back and and follow you properly
1: Oh, and I'll look forward to that. Um, I always try to post recipes and things online. Oh, wonderful.
0: Well, terrific. Um, uh, Again, I just thank you for your time. And, uh, Molly, we are going to take off the recorded portion because uh, if folks – want to ask questions, I want to make sure that we do that with full anonymity. So hang on one second, I'm going to turn off the recording. Again, for those who would like information about uh, future Executive Girlfriends group calls and events, it's www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com.